Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And today, newly announced stand-up comedian for the rock and wrestling rager at sea, Brad Williams is going to be here. And the reason why he's on the rock and wrestling rager is because he is so funny. I uh, had this great conversation with him for this show and instantly knew that he'd be perfect for Chris Jericho's rock and wrestling rager at sea, which happens October 27th, 2018. Not this year, next year. Of course, Ring of Honor doing its Sea of Honor tournament in the middle of the ocean. The ring is actually attached to the ship, as well as some of the best uh, Hall of Famers in WWE history, Mick Foley, Jim Ross, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and of course, Rey Mysterio is going to be there. Conan, Raven, uh, Landstorm, Disco Inferno, Cyrus. Uh, the list goes on and on and on and on diamond dallas page king Fozzie, phil campbell and the bastard sons the dives uh jim brewer is loud and rowdy jim brewer is going to be doing comedy ron funches is going to be doing comedy and this man here today on talk is jericho brad williams is going to be making you laugh and i'll tell you the reason why he's a hilarious stand-up comic who also happens to be a little person although he prefers dwarf he's also a huge wrestling fan and he's got a huge sense of humor as well he's actually had a match himself wait until you hear that story brad's also got a great story about the rib that he and uh, bob saget pulled on john stamos this one's crazy plus brad's talking about how he got his start in stand-up comedy some of his favorite bits and jokes and gags and how he takes down hecklers at live gigs he's also got his own podcast about last night and has a few tales on how he's landed some of their bigger guests like melissa mccarthy you might heard of her and of course like i said you'll be able to see brad live on chris jericho's rock and wrestling rager at sea he will be there doing some live comedy you can as well 150 dollars deposit holds your cabin for the cruise that's 150 bucks you heard that right and we're setting sail next october next october october of 2018 going from miami to nassau so get your reservation deposit in there now at chris cruise.com all the balcony cabins on decade have already sold out uh, there's a lot of the decks but we're starting to get a couple of those sellouts here so don't miss out for the confirmed lineup like i said chris jericho your master of ceremonies jim ross and jerry the king lawler hosting the uh, the whole extravaganza mick foley will be there ricky the dragon steamboat is going to be doing a live talk as jericho with me ray mysterio and conan will be there doing a special eddie guerrero tribute podcast live uh, with me as well lance storm and cyrus from killing the town uh, aforementioned conan disco inferno shane helms keeping it 100 the whole crew beyond the darkness is going to be there dave schrader and tim dennis scaring the pants off you especially around the halloween season raven will be there doing some of his stand-up um, ron funches like i said jim brewer brad williams and the rock and rollers fozzy king uh, phil campbell and the Bastard Sons King, The Dives featuring Evan Stanley, The Dave Spivak Project, Spewey played his music right here in Talk is Jericho, Jim Brewer is loud and rowdy, The Darlings of Rock and Roll, The Cherry Bombs, uh, the world's greatest female ACDC tribute band, Shoot to Thrill, Blizzard of Ozzy, the world's best Ozzy Osbourne cover band, and of course, to culminate at the coup de grace de resistance, Ring of Honor presenting the Sea of Honor aboard the ship in the middle of the ocean. The matches will be happening and the winner of the Sea of Honor tournament gets a Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship title shot in the future. And we're going to start announcing the very first uh, uh, Ring of Honor superstars 
on the Rock and Wrestling Ranger, and we're going to kick off with with probably the biggest name that we could. That's going to be November first, so it's coming up pretty soon. But get all your tickets now. If you uh, ChrisJerichoCruise.com, book your cabin, and if you book by January fifteenth, you get a picture of me with the list. That's right, the actual list. So that's something fun for you. Also, Diamond Dallas Page will be there doing live DDP Yoga workshops on the cruise as well, and you can try it out for yourself. Experience exactly what DDP Yoga has done for me and thousands of other people, like John Kaiser. So when John was 22 years old, he was hit by a drunk driver, spent most of his life trying to manage the pain from that accident. Two and a half years after the incident, he couldn't get out of bed. He's had over 200 physical therapy sessions. His three lower discs completely herniated. He lost control of his arm and his right leg, and it literally took him 10 minutes just to put on his shoes. So like many of you, John watched the Arthur Borman video on YouTube, and he ordered the DDP Yoga DVDs and started doing the program. Doctors were skeptical. But after a couple weeks, John started feeling stronger. And after about six months of the DDP Yoga program, John drove from New York to Indiana on business, an 11-hour car ride, and he was totally pain-free. The pain had gone away. That's the moment he knew he had his life back. I know that feeling. Same thing happened to me when I started doing DDP Yoga six years ago when they told me I needed three back surgeries. I did no back surgeries. And after three months with DDP Yoga, my back was up and running and ready to rock it. So that can happen to you as well because DDP Yoga is so much more than just a weight loss program it can help you manage pain it can help you do things you never thought you'd be able to do again like wrestle or, or sing with Fozzie for me Judas number nine on the weekly charts this week huge huge stuff uh, but for John he can also jump rope because he was a jump rope master before the car accident. Thanks to DDP Yoga, he now has his amazing jump rope skills back. And DDP Yoga can help you too. And right now, you can take advantage of DDP's special sale at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Download the DDP Yoga Now app so you can do DDP Yoga on the go. It's available on iOS and Android. Own your life. Start today. Get in the best physical and mental shape you've ever been in. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho, do it now. Talk is Jericho. So I've just found out that in LA they can uh, have a, they have a service here that delivers anything. What's it called? Postmates. Postmates. So uh, Brad Williams is here, and we've never met ever, but I asked you to to run errands for me before we actually <laughs> met face to face. Well, I mean, let, let's be honest, Chris. Er- everyone wants. A midget to just bring them things, <laughs> like back to the days of the kings. They they just like bring me bring me my eye drop delivery midget, and then I mean like this hat this has to be a fantasy for you. This is like this is like complete rich guy move. It's like King Jericho, and I have these <laughs> eye drops because I don't have any tear ducts. My tear ducts are all messed up, so um, I actually have to use these eye drops all mm-hmm. the time. And I I came here and I don't have any, so I'm like uh, I'm like well I'll just get Brad to drop by the yeah. drugstore and grab some for me and. When when uh, you, your friend had some visine on him or something? Yeah, well, because well, because he had them for the reason that I figured you needed them, which was uh, you thought I was in the room blazing. Yeah, you that's what was... that's what I figured. I figured I was walking into the uh, RVD Sabu yeah. suite. Yeah, no, no. I've heard stories. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I just figured that's what you guys do. No, I just no uh, no judgment here. Yeah, just to actually have red eyes and Opcon <laughs> is the only one that works. So Brad came and then he gave me the little visine. And I was like, this isn't even what I wanted. So then you called the delivery service, yeah. and they're gonna actually they deliver anything you want, anything you want, minus well, that's legal. I mean, okay, you, you, yeah, you can't. So, so you I really, can't if call, I did want to blaze, yeah, you can't call up a hooker the, or, or weed. Yeah, well, 
California, maybe. It could be. If I, I, have a car, if I don't know. I don't have my weed delivered I don't here. Either. I'm not a weed guy. I've uh, never been a weed guy. I'm not either, but I love being around guys that are just because uh, when guys get really high and then they look down and they see me, they're like, oh, my God, this is really good weed because you're tiny as f- like you're like you're tiny, but your head is huge. Like this is this is weird. Uh, this, this is the part where it's radio, it's podcasting, where I ha- or I have to explain that I am a dwarf little person, person of short stature. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, the uh, good reference would be Hornswoggle, Hornswoggle. Uh, who I'm actually uh, texting with now. Nice, because we are we all know each other. Well, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> imp. If you're a Game of Thrones guy, you're the imp. But but, yes. but 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 like but like what's what's the preferred nomenclature for this yeah. podcast? Uh, Hornswoggle said, yeah. "Call me a midget; it makes me money." What is right. your, pref- what is your I'm preference? I'm sort of along his line, okay. but I don't. I'm not really. I don't. I don't really care. Uh, dwarf, little person. Those are the PC terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, like when you say you're a little person, it's like Ray Mysterio is a little person. Mm-hmm. Like he's a tiny dude. <laughs> he's what five two, uh, five, five three. Yeah, about that five. Yeah, two, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Ray's Ray's a little person. Uh, dwarf sounds mythical to me. Like it sounds like I'm gonna come into the hotel room with a battle axe like and Game now we're gonna Thrones. have it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but then, uh, yeah, mid- midget to me sounds nice. It, but, it, so when did when did midget become a, a, a looked down upon I term? I don't know. When when I was born, everyone just told me like, oh, you can't. Oh, if if someone calls you a midget, that that's the that's the same thing as calling a black person the n word. And my response was midget, please. No. <laughs> No, no, it's not the same. Because N word is the most horrible word that we have. It's Terrible. A, it, 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 it's a reference to slavery. Midgets were never slaves because we would have been the worst slaves on the planet. Yeah, Just, yeah slaves of gravity. Yeah. <laughs> slaves of gravity. By the way, great band name. By the way, that'd be great. Yeah, if slaves. there was a dwarf band called Slaves, slaves of Gravity, Slaves of Gravity. Oh, yeah, 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 that's a metal band. So my let friend. me ask you this: You mentioned that you and Hornswoggle became friends. Yeah. Um, so when we were talking about Game of Thrones and make it just but when Peter Dinklage becomes like one of the top paid actors yeah. in Hollywood, yeah. everyone loves Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. Is that good? Like, does that does that reflect good upon you? It, it, it's good for it, it's good for the brand, <laughs> the, 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 the dwarf brand <laughs> in general. <laughs> Because uh, he's not like he, he, he's he's not he's not in a role where like he's the elf for the leprechaun or no. whatever. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's good for the brand. Um, it's probably good for me, but I mean, and you kind of know this because we're in a performance individual business where when one guy gets really popular, you're like, well, f- that's my spot. Right, it so could have been you. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm like, well, I should be that dude. And 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 the thing is, is I, I'm incredibly jealous of him because a he's very good, mm-hmm. and and I know that if they ever make a movie called the Brad Williams story, it'll probably be starring Peter Dinklage. <laughs> it's gonna. I'll be like, really? He beat me for that? <laughs> right, right, right. Now, but here's the thing: if they make the Peter Dinklage story, oh, I'm ta- I'm ma- taking your Brad role Williams here. could be taking it. the lead. I've always said. Because I'm a huge WWE fan. Mm-hmm. The fact that I'm in this room with you is like, I'm trying to play it cool. I'm probably geeking out. Uh, the fact that I asked, that's why I asked you to get eye drops. I'm like, oh, this guy's such a mark. He's going to get him for me no matter what. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you you, no, you could have no. said anything. Here, here's the reason why. Because so I, my wife and I always go to the comedy club, Side yeah. Splitters in Tampa. Yeah. And I was out of town, and she said she was going with her brother, brother-in-law, sister. And she 
the report, there was this guy, Brad Williams. He's yeah. so funny, hilarious guy. And it didn't take maybe four or five minutes of talking about you until yeah. he brought up the midget thing. Yeah. So not that that matters. It was, there's right. a midget that's funny. It's this really funny guy who happens yeah. to be. And so I was like, wow. And I'm always looking, as you are, for podcast guests. Right. She took a picture. I think she got your number. And I was like, yep. okay, dude, I'm in. And that's how we. That's why you're here. Yeah. And uh, it, it, was, it was a weird thing because she goes like, oh, my husband would love to have you on his podcast. So I'm thinking mm. like. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, great. Someone's husband has a podcast. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> it's called the Arthur Mitchell Hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's got a podcast. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Get it. And, and she goes, you might, you, you, you might know him. He's a pro wrestler. His, name, his, his name's Chris Jericho. And that's when I did the mask, like, jaw drop. <laughs> like, we could talk. I could talk an hour with you at least just about the WrestleMania match with Shawn Michaels. Wow. Like, I could go that. Just, big, big fan. Yeah, because that was the match of the night. Uh, Thank you. By far. So, Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, and just the fact that I'm here now talking with you is weird. I'm trying. I'm trying not to geek out. But uh, your your wife said you're a comedy nerd too. Like completely. Yeah. And that's why. Like I love having comedians on the show. But here's the thing with comedians, though. Okay. okay. And not, more specifically, actor comedians. So I had Chris Tucker on. Yeah. Uh, a while ago. Not super funny in, in real life. Kind of calm, very cool guy. Yeah, reserved. Nick Swartzen off yeah. his freaking rocker, the yeah. funniest guy. Well, that's not that's that's not a character. That's, that's <laughs> him, right? <laughs> Nick is. But you're like that's that too. You're very personable. You're, you yeah. got a good sense of humor. That's what you want when you have a, a guest on. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this comes from I'm a comedian because uh, my parents. Uh, who are tall? We're not all like mm-hmm. you know. Midgets aren't like gremlins. Like you know, like get one wet, like <laughs> like four others pop out. And like Hornswoggle, he yeah. has a, a normal size. Yeah, kid. Yeah, 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 right, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, he has a son or a daughter. Son or daughter, but it's a normal. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, normal that, word. Eh, whatever. I don't even know what the word is. What is normal? Full size. Uh, yeah, person. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a uh, halfling. We call you Reachers. <laughs> That's what we call you guys. Reachers? Yeah, that's our derogatory term that we all secretly use for you. <laughs> for tall people? Yeah, because you're like, yeah, when you're, when you're in the grocery store and you can't get something, you call over a reacher, and then they reach. They're all yeah. just, just slaves to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's what we say to make us seem like we're the ones in charge. <laughs> but is that how it goes? A good point. Like If you go to the grocery store or whatever and you want to get the Apple Jacks and they're on the top shelf, I do you love have to get you a with cereal. Uh, you, you know what? I have a I have an, an insane Napoleon complex and a lot of pride. Mm-hmm. So I will I will play spider midget and I will climb the damn counters. I I will throw something up there to knock it off. Do you bring like a broom with you or something? Something. Oh, I'll man. I'll figure something out. I mean, right. like the the damnedest thing is uh, being a, a road comic. Like I travel all, almost every week, and uh, when I got to get my bag up in the overhead storage bin. Oh, oh, Chris! This well, yeah. is this, this is like lion salt worthy. <laughs> I will jump up on the two armrests, reach down, grab it, and in one motion, just just huck it, get it up. There. And I've done it to where I've mastered this thing, and I've thrown it up one clean shot. I turn, and then the entire plane's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that was that was unbelievable." <laughs> Normally the Southwest person just does horrible jokes. This is great. It's, it, it, it's crazy. And for me, it's like, I'm just getting the bag up there. <laughs> right, that, right. That's yeah. just my life. Not a big okay. deal. Right, right. Yeah. You, you know, know it's, 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 it's funny. Um, going back to the midget thing before we move mm-hmm. on to the next thing. My first promo ever in wrestling, it was with CNWA, Calgary Wrestling, and it okay. was in a bowling alley. And they had, like, the big winter, wow. sp- winter spectacular. Yeah. And... 
me and Lance Storm were a tag team, and we weren't actually nice. on the show. We weren't right. good enough to be on the show, but we did a promo okay. to talk about it. And I was told, here's what you want to say. There's going to be a championship match, yeah. there's going to be a battle royal, and there's going to be midgets. Those are the three things that you do. <laughs> so you can actually watch this promo. Like, you know, it's going to be a great night. I, for some reason, I like a southern night. It's going to be a great night. We've got a championship match. We've got a battle royal. The midgets are going to be here. <laughs> I mean... I'm hooked. I now want to go back and see that match. And it was Farmer Pete and like little Joe or something like that. Yeah, and these yeah, yeah. guys were the most miserable pricks and they were drinking, like just drunk yeah, and just yeah, yeah, assholes. Yeah. And I was like, that wow. Sucks. I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry that was your first impression. Well, actually, I had, <laughs> I had more midgets in my high school than black people. Well, go Canada. You're so much better than I we actually are. Actually, dude, one of, one of the midgets is also a stand up comic. Her name Who? is Tanya Davis. She's a good friend of mine. She, because we went, all know each other. Then <laughs> she's, I legit sent her a message on Facebook this morning. I went to high school with her. No, the shit. same high school. Oh my god. Yes. Oh, I mean, I hate to say it, but small world. That's crazy. <laughs> oh. No, seriously. So, the, so there you go. So yeah. not only do you all know each other, but there's comedians which know each yeah, other as well. A, a, absolutely. You know, the, the the fact that you bring that up, the fact that you bring up your first like. Sort of, was it your first match ever? No, your first TV it, match. Well, my first basically TV appearance, okay. like I was just a promo. Like, and that, and that's in a bowling alley. It, yeah. ma- it, it, it makes me realize that stand-up comics have a lot in common with wrestlers. Oh, absolutely. Where a road, mm-hmm. b performing in places that oftentimes are not geared towards your profession. Mm-hmm. You're in a bar. You're in a, a bingo hall. Yes. You're in a something that Banquet they that, hall, that yeah. they that they convert and. Uh, and then C, when you tell someone you're a pro wrestler, that could mean anything. Mm-hmm. That can mean right. You're the Rock, and that could mean you're a jobber in an indie, right? Right. And, and, like and, in a banquet hall, right? And but it, it's got the same title and the, mm-hmm. sa- and, the sa- and the same thing with the comics. Like uh, when when I go on the road, people say like, "Oh, my nephew's a comic. You probably know him. He's out in L.A. He's very successful." Here's his name, and if I don't know who he or she is, they're not successful. Right. I'll say that right now. Yeah, sure, it's, such sure. a, it's, it's such a small circle, but you can be doing four open mics and then tell someone I'm a comedian, mm-hmm. and that's how it is. Yeah, You're, I'm a wrestler. How many matches? You had ten matches over the last four years. Yeah, it's not a wrestler. Yeah, I I can tell you this, Chris Jericho. I've had one match. Really? One one wrestling match. Nice. And uh, does that mean I'm a pro wrestler? No, <laughs> but uh, I, I've I've been trained because uh, my friend who's sitting over here, his name is Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was being trained, and I would show up just to hang out. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Orange County, California. Oh, okay, great. So, uh, what, what what was the name of it? School of Hard Knocks. School of Hard Knocks. Is that? Uh, Jesse Hernandez. I, okay, so here's a funny story about Jesse Hernandez. Okay. He was training up in San Bernardino at the time. So yeah. I used to know a guy. We drove down to California, 37-hour drive for one match, stopped by Jesse Hernandez's place for an afternoon, sure. hung out, uh, you know, took some bumps and stuff. Yeah. To this day, guess who Jesse Hernandez says he trained? Me. Oh, yeah, I trained Chris Jericho. <laughs> I trained Chris Jericho. I was there for it's two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the wall. Graduate, <laughs> yeah, star yeah, yeah, pupil. Exactly. You too could be like, exactly. you too could be the first ever undisputed heavyweight champion <laughs> yeah, if you, tra- right, right. you, you train with me. So who's your match against? Tell me about it. My, my match, uh, they had a fallout at, uh, at a county fair, and they needed a, they, they needed a tiny wrestler. Uh, his name was like, what was it, the angry clown, the psycho clown? Oh, my gosh. El payaso azul. <laughs> that's who I. That's that's who I was wrestling. Isn't that the blue clown? Uh, azul is blue. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. The blue clown. So, and the best part about it is this guy doesn't speak English, mm. a word of English, and this is my first 
ever match. And, is he a midget? A mini? Uh, he's just tiny. Small guy. Like he looks like he could be a jockey, like okay. that kind right, of right, guy. Right. And uh, so, and this is on a legit. Card. Rikishi was on the card. Mark Jindrak was on the card. Uh, the guy that played uh, Mordecai. Oh, what, yeah. What's his name? Kevin oh. something. Or other. Yeah, he was on the cards. It was a legit card. Mm-hmm. And um, they. So we had to go over the match. And I've just taken bumps and watched some TV. Like that's all I've done. <laughs> and this guy. We had to use my buddy Ozzy, who's sitting here, um, as a translator because he speaks Spanish. So he would essentially tell what was going to – and I would just nod and say, okay. And he'd say, like, all right, then you're going to give me a Hurricane Rana. And I didn't know how to do that, but I said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just say yes. How did you get roped into this match? Because someone – some didn't show up. Fell out. Okay. And uh, they, called, they called the school where I had shown up, school, the School of Hard Knocks. And they said, like, hey, we, we need a mini. Do you guys have one? And they, they, they said, yeah. So what was your name? Uh, half Pint. <laughs> <laughs> I wrestled as Half Pint. Okay, good, good. And, um, but we did the kind of Hurricane Rana where it was like the sidewalk slam into the Hurricane yeah, yeah, Rana. Yeah. So me, Spinning head scissors. Yeah, of. so me as the guy giving it, technically, I don't have to do shit. Mm-hmm. I just throw my legs up, and then the, uh, the, uh, the other guy does all the work. El Peaso Azul does all the work. <laughs> And we put on a damn match. Nice. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure for a guy like you, you'd probably say, like, that sucked. But there there was one move where um, I was supposed to give him a crossbody block from the apron, and he was on the outside. I'm not diving through the ropes, mm. so I'm on the other side. And I jump, and he catches me. But because I had so much adrenaline pumping, like, I jumped way too far. So he backed up, caught me, and then took another three steps back, then dropped, and my head... Right on the guardrail. Right on the guardrail. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a lump the oh, size yeah. when I got up. Welcome to the business, kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. See, you know, but the thing is, it's, it's one of those things. Like, I've done some stand-up comedy, like, you know, amateur mics and stuff. Sure. But I know what it feels like. To yeah. A little piece. Yeah. As you know now what it feels like. You can be right. a fan, but now you actually know how it is to actually right. be in the ring. And those ropes, you, those ropes are not rubber bands, my friend. Dude, it's like getting hit with a baseball bat in the breadbasket. Every time. Yes. Every time. I remember when I first started training, I was like, I cannot believe how stiff these ropes are. Yeah. Like, literally huge bruises all on the side of my body from hitting those damn things. Yeah. And you don't realize that. No, because it, when the guys and girls you see on TV hit the ropes, they're not yeah, bruised just, up. No, because you're hitting and bouncing. Yeah, back. And you're like, yeah, because they do 9,000 crunches right. a day. Yeah. Well, plus you hit the ropes 9,000 times as and, well. Yeah. And you're you, used to it. You get yeah. a callus. Right. You know? it, it's just uh, so... But that world was so – it was so crazy to have that one little taste. And thankfully, I had that taste, and that put the thought in my head where I go, okay, that was fun. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> like, if I have an opportunity, like, maybe, like – because, like, you guys will have, like, guest hosts on Raw. Yeah, like, yeah. John Stewart will come in and, like, kick someone in the nuts or something. Right. Seth Rollins in the balls, whatever. Uh, great. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm not – like – but like we, uh, me, me, I, I keep referencing a guy who's in the room that you guys can't see. He's but here. We, uh, we would, we would wrestle at our high school whenever, whenever they would do assemblies. Mm-hmm. We would wrestle, like we, we, we would do a hardcore match, and like just <laughs> they always called on us to be the entertainment, like before the announcement of uh, the new football jerseys right, or the yeah, yeah. or the car wash or the fundraiser. We would do matches, and yeah, so like. I, I kind of grew up a huge market. So what was, was it like for you, like in high school, growing up as as, was, as a little guy? I was popular as. F-
Yeah. Everyone else is like, oh, man, high school sucked. No, mine was great. <laughs> I was funny. I wrestled. I'm, 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 I can break dance. Are you kidding me? Have you, have you ever seen a midget do the worm? <laughs> like, that sounds like a, like a porno line. <laughs> right, right. It's not. But, like, it, it, it happens, and, it, and it's incredible. So, yeah, I was... His personality uh, is everything, right? Everything. I'm sure you had chicks hanging around you. Yes, because chicks have a bucket list, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. Hey, this is Chris Jericho inviting you to the first ever Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. Picture this rock and roll, wrestling, comedy, live podcasting, all on the open ocean from October 27th to the 31st, 2018, from Miami to Nassau. I'm bringing Hall of Fame wrestlers, some of the greatest rock and roll bands on the planet, and putting the first wrestling ring on a cruise ship ever. Don't be a stupid idiot. Make the list. Check us out at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. You're listening to Talk is Jericho. So how did you get into stand-up? Uh, here's a great story. So I, I was always outgoing, as you can probably tell by my loudness. But uh, I was in the audience of a comedy club. I just, me and my dad went to see a comedian. And the comic is on stage. He starts doing midget jokes. Half the audience is laughing. Half the audience is sitting by me going, <laughs> not laughing. The comic notices and goes like, "What's happening over here?" Like, mm-hmm. you you know, you can read a crowd. Sure, and uh, attention. yeah. So you go, "What's happening over here?" And he, and he says the, the line, "What is is one of them here?" And and I just raised my creepy little hand in the air and I was like, "What's up, dude?" <laughs> and uh, he called me up on stage. He just said, "Get up here. I need to talk to you." He asked me questions. I gave honest answers. I wasn't trying to lie. I wasn't trying to be funny. But my answers got laughs, mm. and that was that was the shot of adrenaline. Mm. That was the heroin going into your arm, going like, "Well, this is what I'm going to do." Right. And uh, I talked to the guy, and and he said, uh, "Well, this is how you do it. You go to open mics, you grind it out, and uh, that that's when the sickness began, my friend." So when you start going to open mics and stuff, are you doing yeah. are you doing midget jokes? Have to. Well, what? and like I have to, and I have to do them. Like people ask me that, like, "Oh, do you just do midget jokes?" Like, well, I I I have to talk about it. I've had two. Specials on Showtime. I've had like two other albums yes. out, and I'll always have to do a little bit of midget jokes because there will be people in the audience that have never seen me before. They they come in, and if I just stand up there and talk about airline food and the weather, they're just sitting there like, "Does he know?" <laughs> Elephant he, in the room. Yeah, right? yeah. Is he aware? It's like yes. Yeah. You know, you have you have to talk about it. But yes, if you go see my act, if you go see me on on, on the road. I'm not just going to do an hour of, I could take a bath in a thimble. That's weird. No, I'm not going to do that. I'll go into other topics. I'll talk about other things. Like, I'll... what is some of the stuff you like to talk about? All right. Like, like, well, like, right now, and you as someone who travels a lot, I hope you share my anger of this topic. Therapy dogs. Mm. I fucking hate them. Why? I can't stand it. Okay, not the legit therapy dogs. Right. If you're blind, you have a seeing eye dog, you're a veteran with PTSD, you're, you have seizures, you have the seizure dog. I'm not mad at you. Yeah. I'm mad at the people that fake it. That, wow. That, people that, fake it? Yes. Yes. You, you, you can go to Amazon. Go to Amazon. You can type in uh, therapy dog vest and you can just buy one. And you can put on your dog and you walk up, you say, this is my therapy animal. 
I need to fly with this thing. Oh, wow. And if you do that, even if you're listening to this podcast, which means you're probably a good person, overall, I think you're a piece of shit if you do that because you're faking. Of course you are. You're faking that you're handicapped to get an advantage over other people. Absolutely. You might as well just park in a handicapped space and do a cartwheel out of that thing. It's the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. And I've gotten into fights on planes because I will, I will ask people. I will straight up walk up to them and be like, why? Why do you have that? Do you have that dog? Yeah, and, so, and, so, and sometimes they'll say something like, oh, it's because I get very nervous when I fly. It's like, we're all nervous. <laughs> we're in a pressurized tube of air 30,000 feet above the earth. One minor mechanical there can have you plump your death in a fiery ball of hell. <laughs> yeah, we're scared. You don't think they know that? They just served us booze at 8.30 in the fucking morning. Why? Because we're scared, okay? <laughs> Therapy dog my ass. I will fight you. You know what You know what bothers me, and this is something, like when the plane lands and people get off, um, I I like taking my time, you know? Uh, yeah. Usually, and usually sitting in the front section, right? Yeah. And so... Because let's face it, you're Chris Jericho. You're well, first class. Okay, first class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I get out of the seat, there's this line of people that are getting... And nobody ever stops to let me in. Yeah. Ever. They're just... No. They're just like, once you missed your shot, you missed your shot. And yeah. if, I'm, if I'm driving and I stop at a stop sign and then you stop at a stop sign, yeah. someone goes and it's your turn. You let them in. I literally have to barge my way in and I always get this... <laughs> uh, hello. I'm like, yeah, hello. Like, you weren't even going to stop for me, so I'm going to cut you off. Yeah. Like, what rude type of people? Yeah. That and it's that, and you probably get it a little worse because you're a big guy. You know, you're built. You're well, yeah. You're svelte. Svelte. Like, yeah. If I do it, they're like, that's cute. Well, you could just sneak through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Like, To me, oh, I, I have fun. to make a scene. Like, yeah. stop. Yeah. Like, and there's a bumping, but it's there's yeah. etiquette. There's yeah. plain etiquette. Exactly. If you see yeah. if, if you see someone, they're 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 ready to go. That's fine. Let me yeah. go. They, it, it's this whole world in the sky, which uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think none of people talk about. We have laws on the ground. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we we need laws in the air. We need universal laws. Sky it, laws. Yeah. Everyone everyone can apply to. Every, everyone knows. Everyone understands. That's what, what other things uh, bother you. Uh, well, right now, um, let's see. You know what? And ooh, I can talk to you about something because you're Canadian. Okay, uh, there was a case that happened up in Canada that has got the comedy community kind of reeling oh, wow. right now. Uh, there's a comedian from, from Montreal. His name is Mike Ward. He does comedy both in English and French. And he did a joke on a television special where he made fun of a Canadian celebrity. Now, this Canadian celebrity happens to be a disabled child who can sing. Oh, okay. And he's just like... And the, the, the joke was... Is that he? The kid had a uh, terminal disease, so he was given all these like make a wishes, but the kid didn't die, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so he kept getting make a wishes. So he kept like taking jobs, and I'm doing a horrible job. His name is Mike Ward. That's just right, a joke. Right, right. But uh, yeah, so his, so his his joke is like, hey, we gave you the wish, now you have to die. Like that's the deal. <laughs> that's the rule. We had an agreement. <laughs> Great joke. So it's terrible, but it's funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's some sort of and uh, maybe you know this. There's some sort of like moral council of Canada. This is like Quebec, though. Yeah, well, Quebec is a weird animal on its own. Yeah, That's it's, it, it's its own. I I I don't want to lump in the good people of Toronto, Calgary, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Winnipeg, yeah. Vancouver. This is this is so some kind of a star chamber, some yeah. council wearing hooded robes, right. of course. And they fine him for emotional because the kid like the 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 the, the kid complains. And sues Mike and wins this moral tribunal, whatever. Mm-hmm. The-
Mm-hmm. And Mike has to pay this kid $42,000. Mm. grand because he made a joke that offended him. <laughs> and it pisses me off even more because one of the kid's disabilities, he has a few. But one of the kid's disabilities is that he's deaf. Who the f*** told him the joke? <laughs> How did he know th- what he he wasn't watching the special going hey Anthony talking about me he wasn't doing that Chris he wasn't someone had to so someone would be like did you see what the man said about you that's what had to happen and then and I I think it may have been overturned I th- I think the case may have gone to like a Supreme Court and then been overturned but the fact that that was even an issue that mm. that a comedian told a joke about me that I didn't like so I so I can sue the comedian that. Oh. That starts going against some like free speech yeah. type things, right? And 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 slippery slope. If you say like so, oh, so now that kid, okay, so we made a joke about him. So he, so now we can't make jokes about any celebrity, okay? Mm. So what qualifies as a celebrity? Anyone who's known, anyone had has that over five hundred Twitter followers, like <laughs> what the f- is yeah. a celebrity? There, there's some people on Big Brother that think they're celebrities. Mm-hmm, and they're not. Mm-hmm. Fair Abraham thinks she's a celebrity. <laughs> she just. Some. Right. That's it. Right, right. Like, like. So, what is the qualification? And uh, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys have had. I mean, uh, I think one of the craziest cases that I, that I, I remember, uh, Muhammad Hassan, mm-hmm. that character that you guys had, yeah, yeah, yeah. was killing it. One of the best heels in the business. Make the crowds hate him. This was uh, 2005. Yeah, so it's like uh, the heart of the Afghanistan war, the Iraq war, and you have Muhammad Hassan. Terrorism, yeah. Yeah, who's coming out essentially doing like an updated Iron Sheik and a good, and a good wrestler too. Mm-hmm. But enough people complained and said this is offensive well, and the guy got taken and that off. Was it, but you know, what also happened was some bad time was there some kind of, there was some kind of an attack like yeah. in London or something, where there's yeah, actually yeah, guys yeah. like garroting, like you know, like, right. choke thing around. Yeah, the yeah, back. yeah. And that kind of happened at the same time, so he kind of got caught in the yeah, middle of like the crossfire. Too much. There, and right? I don't know that wrestler's name. Uh, uh, Mark, I think his name was. Mark. Oh well, wow, Muhammad Hassan is Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> for all for all I know, he probably wasn't even from the Middle East. He was probably Mexican. I think he was like an Italian kid from the Bronx <laughs> or something. Is that, is that really dark hair? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a dark skin. <laughs> That's what you, know, you know, it's interesting. You said earlier when you were talking with the kid being deaf and did like a deaf voice and stuff like you can do whatever you want yeah. when it comes to that sort of thing because if anybody gives you shit you're like yeah, I'm a midget look, look at me yeah 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 I'm not the guy from on high <laughs> literally not the guy from on high looking down upon you yeah. and like life is so great for me it's like mm-hmm. no I'm the guy who's who's one of you and, <laughs> and and making fun of you and yes that is you, an advantage do you I think have. that like um, uh, because you have sort of a, a gimmick Mm-hmm. You know, just a, a physical gimmick. Sure. It's like if you were a black comic or if you yeah. were a woman comic. Yeah. Does that help you stand up for the pack or does it make you – does it put you in, the, in a wrong sort it of way? It helps you at first mm-hmm. because you will get – um, you will get put on shows that probably you haven't earned your way on mm. just because they don't want to have – eight straight white guys in a row. Right. You know, right, they right. want they want to have some diversity. So, hey, let's put a female on. Hey, let's put a black guy on. Hey, let's put a gay guy on. Hey, let's put a midget on. Like they they, they, they want to break up uh, they want to break up the monotony. So normally if you have some sort of difference, you'll get uh, that boost at first. But then it comes around and it hurts you because then people start saying, Oh well you're only doing well because of right. your gimmick, right? You know, so then it starts being like, uh, well, I mean, that guy's actually funny. Brad, he's just funny because he is a midget. Like, take that out; he's not funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, 
that's impossible to prove because yeah. I've, I've I've never written jokes as a six foot five blonde guy. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I I can't do that. Right. So uh, yeah. So it helps at first, then it hurts, but then but then once you break that ceiling, it comes around to helping again because every guy that looks like there's a lot of hipster comics with beards. Uh, you may see them go like, wow, that's a funny guy, but then you don't remember them. Yes. You're clicking through the channels, and you see me on my Showtime special, Fun Size, or my second one, Daddy Issues. You see a midget in a vest and a tie telling jokes. You're like, whoa. Yeah. Let's yeah. see what he's got <laughs> yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. You know, the same, um, the, the, the same way the, the – I mean, seeing a guy like Papa Shango – that's going to make you stop and go, like, what's his deal? <laughs> yeah. What's, what's that, that guy? But then if his matches aren't any good, which they weren't, then right. you're done with it quite quickly. Exactly. Right. So you do have to be good. Mm. So where, wherever your gimmick is, yeah, it may get your foot in the door. Sure. But then you have to but be good. But that's like anything else. It's like rock and roll. Like, yeah. like, you know, like, like with Kiss or even with Fozzie. Yeah. Okay, Jericho's in the band. Okay, if the music isn't good... You're not going to last. You know, if right. Kiss's music wasn't good, it doesn't matter if they wear makeup or not. Yeah, because you know? yeah, then you're just going to be Dog Star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shots fired, Keanu. <laughs> yeah, Keanu. If What's you're up? listening and we know you are, we're coming after you. So what was your first, like, how did you, what was your, what was your break into the business? The break in the business, well, it, it's weird. There's, as you know, it takes years to be an overnight success. Of course. There's, there's a bunch of breaks. You need a bunch of things. The the comic that actually discovered me on stage uh, is a comic named Carlos Mencia. He's right. the guy that was telling midget jokes. Yeah, really. That was the guy. Oh wow, he's a pretty so, big name. So then he right right after that got a TV show on Comedy Central called Mind of Mencia, mm-hmm. and he had a midget in his crew that he knew. So he's like, "Great, I'll throw him on." And every time I I came on the show, it got a big like they. They li- they literally would track it and be like when Brad is on hmm. the show spikes. Was it a sketch comedy show or something? Yeah, or? Okay. It, yeah. It was it was like a Chappelle show esque. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I would come into sketches, there'd be a big pop. So uh, that was one break. Uh, another break was getting um, on the radio out here in Los Angeles on a show called the Kevin and Bean Show mm. on uh, K Rock, which is the number one morning show out here. If you're not driving a minivan with 22 kids in it, <laughs> right? So yeah, it's not Ryan Seacrest. It's actually good. <laughs> yeah. So um, I got on that show, and they they pushed me hard out in the L A crowd, and then and then getting uh, the first special on Showtime, which was called That's huge. Uh, yeah That's that called that fun size. yeah that was the first big sort of like oh shit now mm. now I can tell that. People are in my audience because they like me as a comedian, not because they were walking by, coming out of the Dave and Busters, and, yeah, and, and looked yeah, up and yeah, be yeah. like, well, what, what what do we do now? Well, is it dwarf telling jokes? All right, let's, go, yeah, let's go check it out. Yeah, so that that was definitely sort of the next break. And mm. then, as, as you know, it's not just when you get a break. It's how do you maintain that. It's uh, well, made it, some. Yeah, it's doing another special. It's having a podcast. I have a podcast called the About Last Night Podcast. Uh, some great wrestling fans have been on it. We had uh, Freddie Prince Jr. on recently. Great guy. Did who, you just say that he? You said hi. Yeah, I love Freddie. Yeah, and he used to write. I didn't know he used to write yeah. for the WWE. And then he was the Producer? ipso facto uh, acting coach for the yeah. WWE. Yeah, he told us some stories yeah. about him trying to teach guys how to like really act mm-hmm. and really cut a promo right and uh and there there's an art to it as you know like well i mean it's it's hard to teach guys that don't know anything about acting how to act 
Mm-hmm. It's either something you can do or something you can't. You know yeah. What I mean? And trying to like find out, okay, well, maybe what you're trying to do is not your strength. Let's try to find something else yes. that you're yeah, good yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we've had him on, and we had uh, uh, Will Sasso on as a guest. Oh, it, was yeah. a, it was a huge mark. So you have guests on every week? So yeah. We've we, we, we we've had Melissa McCarthy. We've had Neil Patrick Harris. Nice. We've had Bob Saget. We've had, like, Jaleel White. We've had, like, crazy... Crazy Are these just people guests. that you're meeting on the road? Yeah. Well, like, uh, my partner is a comic named Adam Ray. Uh, he was the bad guy in the movie The Heat. He was the lead singer of the metal band in uh, Ghostbusters, the remake, <laughs> which ironically looked a lot like Fozzie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he meets all – like, he's, like, the Hollywood guy. I'm, like, the road dog mm-hmm. comic. So, he, he like, he met Susan Sarandon at a ping pong party, which sounds like a NyQuil dream. I know. <laughs> Talked to her and got Susan Sarandon on the podcast. We got wow, a- that's great. He's very good looking. <laughs> <laughs> he's the eye candy. No, yeah, he, yeah. he's very he's very talented. He uh, he's, he's my boy. But yeah, like um, yeah, he uh, he books a lot of these a lot of these guys. I mean, hell, there was one time when I was in L.A. just at a restaurant. Brett Ratner, the director, sat down next to me, said something about I was kind of. Eavesdropping, just waiting for him to say something so I can tag it with a joke. He said something. I had, I joked. He laughed. Hi, I'm Brad Williams. I'm a comic. I know this comic who I know knows you. Ended up talking. He came on the podcast. Told us <laughs> told, told us great stories about throwing water balloons at kids with my, with Michael Jackson. Like not like that word like trick or treating. And then yeah. didn't know it was Jackson's house. It was a house he was renting, and they threw water balloons. It was insane. Just like. The most insane, like that's a that's the weirdest mushroom dream gone wrong. <laughs> Isn't it funny though? Like now, like when you have a podcast, and so many people have podcasts nowadays, right? But when you actually have like like good ones, like this yeah. one or yours, yeah, that yeah, actually yeah. draw some numbers and have some steam, I feel like such a dick sometimes when I meet someone because automatically my first thing is, can I get you on my show? Yeah, like can I get you on my show? It's hard, and and I just want to have people on because it's always fun. Like yeah. we always have a great time because you say I don't have any questions and no, I know what it's like to get asked the same stupid shit. Yeah. I have some notoriety. My Myself, but it's I feel like such a goof when it's just like uh hey uh you know <laughs> hi Amy Schumer you want to do my show yeah well, can, can at least say hi first and like right. get to know somebody yeah and that's just the way it is you know it's like yeah. swinging for the fences and you know what you, you don't ask you don't get right they're, right, right, they're right. not gonna probably they're probably not gonna come to you and be like can I do your podcast yes. you yes. have to ask you have to and, ask and the worst thing they can do is say no right and they say no you say no worries let's hang out let's be friends or even worse whatever. the worst thing they can do is string you along. That drives me uh, nuts. We the uh, the aforementioned Nick Swartzen, he's been on. We had we had him going for almost two years, just going went, back and forth. He went, yeah, he couldn't do it. Couldn't yeah, do it, yeah, do it. yeah. And just like, oh, we got this date, and then, like, and our 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 white whale guest, our ultimate your, guest who? after Chris Jericho, of course. Okay, is uh, John Stamos, and there and there's a reason why. Oh my gosh, John Stamos is afraid of little people. Like a like he has a legit phobia. Oh, and I know this because I met him. Uh, what's what's what's, it, what's the phobia called? Uh, a a chondroplastophobia. Because you know who else has that? Who? Big Show. Get the fuck. Well, everyone's a midget to him. I know, but he's five actually, five. He's, he's terrified. Ask Swoggle about. It. He's legitimately scared really? of midgets. Like they creep him out, or no. you guys creep him out. Yeah. Now I got it. Now I gotta no, no, that's show. another one. So so t- so John Stamos John, has John Stamos phobia had, yeah. of little people. I did a show one time. Uh, it was a charity show uh, with. With, and it was a bunch of comics were on it. Bob Saget was one of the comics on it. St- Stamos was just there hanging out, and then he was going to do a bit with Bob at, after his set. Recently? Uh, this is like maybe four years ago. Okay. Bob 
runs up to me. Now, I've never met Bob before at right. this point. Okay. And he runs up to me and just bursts into my dressing room and goes, Brad, you have to come meet John Stamos. And I was like, hi, Bob Saget. Yes, sure, love to. And he goes like, no, 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 you don't understand. Stamos is terrified of little people. And I just go like, well, f*** yes. Now I have to meet him. <laughs> so we do this whole thing where Bob uh, distracts John, talks to him. His back is turned. I'm hiding behind a door. And all of a sudden, I run in, grab Stamos by the leg, and just start humping his leg. Just start, like, going up. And Stamos looks down and sees me. And I'm and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this right now, Chris Jericho. John Stamos screams like a bitch. Okay? Like, he just, ah! like, just starts, like, going nuts and then, like, kicking his leg to try to, like, get me to fly off. <laughs> and I'm riding it like one of those pro bull riders, like, eight seconds. I'm, I'm, I'm getting this. So... And uh, yeah, he, he he like he like and he was legit terrified of little people. You're kidding me? Legit? Like he actually was freaking out? Like yes. like like if it was a spider on his leg? Yes, or something. yes, the same thing. Maybe wow. Thought, maybe thought it was gonna bite him, and like <laughs> maybe he thought dwarfism was contagious. <laughs> if you bite him, yeah. Like, oh but no, I'm old. I'm like yeah, maybe that might happen. <laughs> so yeah, it's like honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So uh, fast forward about two years after that. I'm so at, how did how'd that end up? Did he just oh, he oh, shook you off and ran away screaming the, best, the night? All right. I, I left this out because it is a joke in my special, so it's kind of cheating, but it's a legit story. Uh, Dave Coulier was also there. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. They were all hanging out. Did they hang out? They hang, they're friends. They're all friends. Day? Yeah. Really? They're all friends. It's oh insane. Gosh, that's hilarious. And this was a huge show. Dave Coulier sees me hump Stamos' leg. And without missing a beat, just goes, hey, Brad, cut it out. He did not. And, and I cannot write that shit. He uses that in real life? Of course. Oh, Why didn't you? You know, I, I hate Dave Coulier. I got a real problem with Dave Coulier. <laughs> Why? You're a I big just don't, I don't, Alanis Morissette fan? I just don't like it. Oh, is that, who, is that she wrote it about Dave Coulier? That's who you ought to know is about. No. You didn't know that? Well, I never really knew for sure. That's who that song is about. You ought to know it's about Dave Coulier. Wow. We, 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 so that means She that went down on him in a theater. In, 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 the theater. <laughs> See, here's the thing. What's your problem with Cooley? He's Canadian. Well, here's the thing. The, I, that show bothers me because it's so cheesy and his stupid humor of the Bullwinkle and uh, the Jackalope yeah, and yeah, just yeah. the bad. I just it always bug me. And then I don't like his name. I didn't like his hair. And now the fact that he actually uses cut it out in real life when he's hanging around with Stamos and, and Saget. Sure, don't not? like him. Okay, so he said. <laughs> So he says, "Cut it out," and you stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Runs away. Because when that moment happens, well, how do you not yeah. laugh? So, so fast forward. Fast forward like two years later. I'm at uh, Bob Saget does an incredible uh, charity thing every year. It's a big dinner for the uh, Scleroderma Foundation, and uh, it, Scleroderma. Uh, I think it's a skin disorder. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I think, um, but it, it, uh, he had a relative die of it, so he, it's, for, it's it's very personal to him. Um, I was lucky enough to get an invite one one, uh, one year, and Stamos is there. So I go like, all right, round two, and uh, but I'm like watching what's going on stage. Stamos runs up to me and starts so rubbing your leg. And, and, and I, <laughs> no, I wish. Gra- gra- grabs me and goes, Brad, come on! Like I haven't seen the guy in two years since we did this whole thing. But I kind of mocked him a few times on Twitter. I did the special. I know he saw the joke, so like he knows that I've been talking about right. it. So he grabs me and he runs me over to uh, Jimmy Kimmel's table. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel's there, and he's there every year. Right. And he just walks in front, hol- holding my hand, and goes, See, Jimmy? I'm good now! 
<laughs> like, so he had, like, and now he, he he's told me, he's like, yeah, I'm cool with you because I know you. Right. Like, you're cool, but then, like, if another dwarf walked, like, if Tanya Lee Davis was to walk up to him, he, he would freak <laughs> the f- out. That's so crazy. Right? It's like a serious ment. Is it insulting? Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, really? You have the same fear of me that, like, like you said, spiders, like spiders or, a, some, or yeah, like a some, wild animal? Some like, that's not human? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like I'm not going to do anything, do you? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand what it is. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I'm trying to think because, like, I, I, I know the, the, the TV show It, like, did clowns for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, like, they watch. Willy Wonka and had a bad experience. I have no idea. Of Oompa Loompa yeah. Or something? yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. like they went to a mall and the and the mall elf during Christmas time was like <laughs> kicked him off Santa's leg. I don't know what happened, but have yeah. you ever, have you ever had like experiences like that with like where people just, like I know for example I think it was Hornswoggle to little kids sometimes like real small kids yeah. can't equate like why does this guy have a beard? Yeah, it 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 confuses them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, God, I I've had so many like. The laundry list of questions that kids have asked me, but between um, uh, how uh, how did you get like that, uh, which implies that I was once tall and then shrank. I got squished. Uh, yeah. One kid, one kid came up to me and said, "You just need to eat big food," <laughs> which is like <laughs> I'm insulted, but it's adorable. Yeah, so you're kind of right, like, right, all right, right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah, like just uh, tons of like how uh, t- t- tons of questions, and I, I don't get mad at kids. Because kids don't know. Mm-hmm. Adults have been around. They've hopefully seen a little person in their lives. They've seen them in a movie, something. And there's a reference point. Like kids, it's so, it, they, they don't understand. You could be the first little person they've ever seen. Exactly. Yeah. And, and with kids, I never get mad. And what a lot of parents don't realize is that when a kid sees someone who's a little different like me and says a comment or so, something – a lot of times the parent goes for like some sort of quick solution, mm-hmm. like they'll look down at the kid, and go, "Oh, he didn't eat his vegetables," and then just like grab him and run off. <laughs> and like I'm like, no, 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 ask me, yeah, because kids are blank slates; they want to learn. And 99 percent of the time, if, if a kid says, "Why are you little?" I explain it to him in a sort of a kid friendly way, like, "Hey, you know how that person over there has like black hair, and that person's got red hair over there? Yeah, some people are really tall, some people are really short, some people are fat, some people are skinny. Like, it just happens. It's just there's different types of people in the world. And ninety nine percent of the time, the kid's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah like they just want an answer. Mm-hmm. They just want a straight answer. So you don't have to say that uh, I'm working undercover for Santa in August. <laughs> like, you don't have to say shit like that. Right. Just ask me, I'll tell you, and the kid will probably be fine with it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's really strange uh, the kind of things that, like, and so I'm not mad at kids. I I I get mad at adults because adults will ask stupid shit, and you're like, you you should know better. Yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, the okay. thing that the the, the, the thing, thing always gets me is, I don't know if people think that I have extremely low self esteem because because I'm a little person, but oftentimes people will come up to me and go, "What's up, big guy?" And I'm like, F- "You just." <laughs> you what do you think you're gonna fool me yeah you think, right, you're, gonna, you think you're gonna call me big guy when i have this epiphany moment like really are you serious i'm a big guy oh i'm going to six flags i'm riding everything let's go i'm gonna do it like no 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 i'm not getting like i'm not like would you do that to other people, like you right. go, to, like you go to a fat guy and say, "What's up, Slim?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean. Do, it's do, super do patronizing, right? Yeah, do you, do you go up to Big Show and say, "Shrimpy," you know, or whatever? <laughs> so the hell. tiny. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, you wouldn't do that. And 
And I found out what it is, is the reason why people do that with me is because unless you're Stamos, there's no fear. Because a little person is small. We're tiny. We're not threatening. It's like, oh, I can piss him off and nothing's really going to happen to me. Mm. Like, what's he going to do? And whereas if you piss off the big show, he's, he's, he's going to hit you with a frying pan hand. And crunch you. And you're, and you're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, or whatever. Or whatever uh, as, as long as you're of average height or whatever, that could, that could be scary. So that's why people do it to me. So um, it's weird knowing. Because I've had times where I, when, an, when an adult has said something kind of condescending to me. And I've shot back with a f*** you or an insult. And it's like they just got stunned with a jab. And they're like, oh, shit, I'm in a fight now. Mm-hmm. Oh, f-. Like, and by the way, if you ever see me out in public, you never want to fight me. Not because I'm going to kill you. But because if people see the fight going on, no one's going to run and then kick the shit out of the midget. No <laughs> one's helping you. Right, 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 right. I, I could be the instigator. I could be the asshole. Yeah. No one, they're just going to be like, oh, my God, that guy's beating up that midget. Him and then they're gonna run and kick your ass. So start screaming. Hey, yeah, help, yeah, help. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. no one's going to help you. Never fight a dwarf. Right. Never. <laughs> it's never gonna end well for you. Or worse comes to worse, I actually do beat you up, which can mm. happen. Oh yeah. I've wrestled in high school. So <laughs> by the way, that was the best when I when I was wrestling in high school because I would beat kids at like. W- all right. What was your weight class? One hundred three. Okay. So, uh, but I'm like. Uh, since you can't see me, I'm built like a medicine ball. Like, I'm small and stocky. But most little people are, like, trying to, like, yeah. hornswoggle splashing off the top rope hurts. is murder. Because it's, it's a lot of weight in a small amount of and area. And he can't distribute the weight like I could right. on my hands and legs. He yeah. just, boom. Yeah, he can't Cannonball. slap the mat. No. No. It hurt like shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so when I would beat these kids, and they're because they, if you're 103 pounds in high school... If, if, if you're not a dwarf, you're a, you're a noodle. You know what I mean? You're a tall, thin, you got no muscle mass on you. So I would manhandle some of these kids. And, like, in front of their dads, that I, I felt bad sometimes. And I'm like, my God, your, your father just watched his son get, like, physically dominated yeah, yeah, by yeah. a midget. Right. That's got to suck. That's yeah, gotta yeah, yeah, suck yeah, yeah. for you. Like you're, you're, you're not. They're, they don't even give you the participation trophy. You don't get a ribbon for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get a completely different one. What, what's it like when, you, uh, like, have you ever had like a hecklers? Oh yeah. What, 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 yeah. what do they say? What oh, do you do? I've, I've destroyed people. Oh, I'm sure. Well, because here's the thing, and all right, like if you, and this is not to say I'm a better comic than this person. It's just different. But like, let's say Anthony Jeselnik gets a heckler. Anthony Jeselnik is a Good-looking white dude. Like, he probably hasn't been insulted too much. Now, he's a pro. He will destroy your ass. But I'm just trying to use him as a reference. Sure. Um, a guy like me, I've been heckled my whole life before comedy. So I'm a trained assassin in this. You are not going to win. <laughs> and whatever insult you have, I've heard it. And I have a prepared, like, chambered comeback ready to go. You will not win. And I... Don't come to my show and be like, all right, I'll be the one that gets it. No, you won't. I promise you, you won't. What are some of the things you've oh heard? Oh, my God. Uh, like, there there was one guy in, like, I think it was Alabama, and he had, like, um, and he just yelled out leprechaun at something, and I turned him, like, and I just flat out turned him, like, sometimes I'll break him down psychologically. I'm like, now, why did you yell that? Did you yell that because you thought that was funny? 
were were you sitting on that? Were you were you, you like like no? I'm really gonna get him. This <laughs> leprechaun thing. He's never heard this shit before. Like, of course I've heard this shit before. March is the most terrifying month of the year for me. <laughs> so like that's what you know. And I told him like try again. Mm-hmm. Yell something that maybe I haven't heard. So try and like and then he and then he couldn't think of something. So I'm like, oh okay. So you're so you're not thinking quite so clearly. So I could equate that to you being from Alabama. Now how does that feel, mother? <laughs> and like. The whole crowd's just going like yeah, on your side. Oh my god! And and, and like and you know because uh, like I don't know in wrestling it's a little different because you can be a little meaner, mm. especially for the heel. Yeah, like you like you can flat out steal a kid's toy and rip it apart and be like ah that's my character. Well yeah sure <laughs> but, but like when I've hosted a lot of uh, a lot of awards shows and stuff especially here yeah. uh, in, in L A and mm-hmm. there's always you know this guys start getting drunk you know music shows music yeah. award shows and they all shit I'm like listen I. Am the most ultimate heel. Yeah. I get booed for a living. There's yeah. nothing you can say. Can't do it. Nothing you can do that's going to. And I was with Andrew WK one time. Yeah. We were co-hosting. That poor guy there chatting camel toe at him because he wears these white, yeah, jeans. white yeah, he, jeans. He didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that's just that's part of my life. I'm used to it, so it's not right. a big deal. You can't get me. Yeah, that's my you know? that that that's some of my favorite things when a wrestler will be will be cutting a promo or in in the ring and a fan will yell something and it'll be clear. Yes, and, and then and then the wrestler responds to it, sure. or a crowd chants well, it's like a heckler, something. Yeah, it's like you, you get that right off the bat because I think Seinfeld said, you know, I've got the mic. Yeah, I always win. You always win. You know, with the mic, you there. always win. You're not, and and you've just been thinking about this. Yeah, like I've been trained yeah, in like this. You said, I'm just throwing retorts out off the top. Right, of my head it's destroying you. It, it, it's just it's just not going to work well. Now, uh, now I know. That I've definitely had sets where it's not going well, and I could be like, all right, I got to figure out why this isn't happening, why they're not getting me. Maybe I should do more dirty jokes. Maybe 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 I'm too dirty. Maybe I should clean it up. Maybe I'll try some political humor. Maybe I'll try some current event stuff. I want to know what do you do in a match when you know like, uh, we don't have we don't have this. Crowd. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. You have to Just read the crowd. Try but, stuff. But, but let me ask you this though, because yeah. there's a lot of guys, especially now. Who go to the ring with the set match planned yep. and they just go through it. Yep. The, the, the art of changing on the fly is almost a loss. The same with rock and roll. Yeah. This crowd is not biting it. We got to do a cover song. We got to yeah, spice yeah, it up yeah. a bit or do something here. Yeah. Um, but you you deviate from that. So when you yeah. go on stage with your set, do you have an actual set? Or do I you have, have an s- outline. Right. I have I have posts. I have signed posts. I'm going to hit mm-hmm. along the way. I I will do the therapy dog joke. I I, I will do whatever joke. Mm-hmm. But in the middle, if some like I said, if something happens, if a waitress spills drinks, if I get a heckler, if I notice a guy is in the front row wearing overalls, okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> like if and if I find out like oh they're not responding to this humor, let's try this. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, different styles. Yeah. So I got. I'll be able to change on the fly, and and I think it's important whether it be in comedy, wrestling, music, whatever. You're able to be fluid, mm-hmm. so because I've seen comics that have that script, and it's like, dude, that's not, not working. Yeah, like uh, that's why I totally respect guys like uh, st- like st- Stephen Wright that just tells jokes, yeah. just tells a yeah, dry yeah, 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 yeah. joke. He he can't stop and like go a different way mm-hmm. or tell a personal story or curse more or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. So, and I would imagine the same way if like wrestlers are doing like a, like a quick match or whatever and, the, and they just have that script. Yeah. If you're on TV, you can't really improv, but if you're at a live event or if you have more time, you can do yeah. what you got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who, who are some of the comedians that you admire? Oh man. Both uh, now or yeah, then? yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
every comic has to say prior Carlin Bruce. Mm-hmm. They have to. Mm-hmm. There is no modern stand-up without those three and guys. People forget, if, and if you you hear those names but don't actually know their comedy, yeah. go back and check go it back. out. It is hilarious. It's hilarious. And the thing is, is people will go back and watch Richard Pryor, and they'll be like, oh, wow, they, he, he's doing like hacky black jokes. And you're like, no, no, no. You don't understand. Yeah. Everyone else is copying him. He invented him. Yeah, he yeah. invented them. That right. was the first time that that happened. Right, right, like, right. Now everyone's doing a bad Richard Pryor mm-hmm. impression. So, yeah, Carlin Pryor, Bruce. Uh, Bruce. Right now, I would say Burr, uh, Jim Jeffries are just I, – I love guys and girls that wind the audience up tight to where they're like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can laugh at this. And <laughs> yeah. then pff, let, that, let, that, let that rubber band go mm-hmm. and then just snap back. So a guy like Christopher Titus, where his first special, he talked about uh, 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 his mom committing suicide and his dad like being abusive and like growing up like just horrible topics, but making them so funny right. because the audience was so tense. Who's and that, who's that kid from SNL, Pete? Uh, Pete, uh, you know what I'm talking. Pete, I know he's been on the podcast. Why can't I think of his name? Davidson. Pete, Pete Davidson. Yes, thank he you. tells a story about about his dad dying in the towers 9/11. at 9-11 yeah. and it's funny but you're like are we supposed to be laughing at this yes those sort of things right i had a moment kind of my moment of that was on my second special in showtime it's called daddy issues and the reason why it's called daddy issues is because my dad was diagnosed with uh skin cancer and had like little to no chance mm. they flat out said like all right get your affairs in order mm. and he fought it and he beat it mm. so like and there was a time when I tried to talk about it on stage, and it just – I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't too far removed. And um, uh, about being performers, the audience never knows what you're going through. They don't know that your girl just fought with you. They don't know that your dad is doing that. They don't know. They just want to see the show. So I was doing a show in Denver, Colorado, and I and at the, at the Comedy Works there, which is one of the best clubs in the country. And um, – I knew that today was the day my dad was going back in to get uh, the results in from the second round of chemotherapy. This means either A, you know, we're good or not pretty much not going to happen. Because if you go in for a third round, it's like, oh, that's it. Yeah. So I know that this call is going to come at some point in the day. I have a show that night. Waiting, call doesn't come, call doesn't come, call doesn't come. The uh, opening act is on. The phone rings. And, I, and it's my mom. And I know, I know this is the call. Mm-hmm. So I, I pick up the phone. I answer it. I go, hello. And then she doesn't even waste time. The first words out of her mouth are, he's in remission. And I cried. I fell to the ground wailing, Chris. Just like the most like, <sighs> like crying. Yeah. And then literally seven seconds after that happened, please welcome the stage, Brad Williams. <laughs> like, and you gotta walk out there. Yeah, show must go on. You right? got, you yeah. gotta do it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that it, it was. The show must go on. Yeah. And uh, and you have a story that I witnessed that is kind of not exactly like this, but uh, me and the aforementioned Ozzy were at the TL. Ozzy's got a lot of FaceTime yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of word time for uh, and, Ozzy. Uh, say hi. <laughs> He's a real guy, just yeah, so you yeah, know. Yeah. So, uh, so it was the TLC. What did you it was the TLC match the night after Triple H tours quad. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. you guys didn't know you were going to do that in night. Anaheim. In Anaheim, and I'm from Orange County. I was in the audience. Wow. That night. Yeah, we had a show. Uh, 
you, Sacramento, you and- San Jose. Uh, San Diego, San Diego. Yeah. No, no, it was, I can't remember what it was. It must have been close to. It was, it was somewhere uh, like I think it was the Sacramento. Yeah, area. San Jose. San yeah. Jose was what it was. And we had the match. It was me and Benoit versus Triple H and uh, uh, Austin. Mm-hmm. That's when Triple H blew out his quad. Yep. So everything changed because the program was supposed to be me and uh, um, Austin for the title, and then yeah. Chris and Triple H splitting off. Right. Because Triple H got hurt. Everything changes. Yeah. We fly to. Anaheim land at the airport and they say, oh, I go straight to the building. You guys have a TLC, which are very hard matches to put together. They're complicated. And it lots was of high spots. Lots of high spots. Lots of chain reaction of guys and guys and guys. Yep. And because it was West Coast and it was a live show, um, the uh, uh, show started at 5 p.m. So we landed at like noon and had to do, uh, you know, all of this Five crazy hours. shit. So. Yeah, so it was you, you said, Benoit. Who else was in that? Was it, was it the Hardys? Versus Benoit no. versus Hardys versus Dudley's. It might, it might be Dudley and Jeff Hardy. They were together or something. I can't remember. It was, yeah, I mean, might have been Dudley's. You guys probably know better than I do. Yeah, but like you said, matches. show must go on. So you, so you've got to do it. That's the way it and goes. He, and he, he, even in the match the night before, when Triple H tore his quad, you put him in the walls. Yeah, when he had a torn yeah. quad, and and asked him, "Do you want me to do this?" And he said, "Yes, absolutely." So I mean, it's it's one of those. How is things. that for you? Are you like um, I'm about to like? Because ha, had you torn your quad at that point? I've like, never torn anything. Never. I've okay. never been injured. I broke my arm in '94 and I've never been injured wow. since. Wow. So knock you know, on yeah, knock on wood, right? As this this lamp falls <laughs> on my head. Ah. But, but but you know, it was something I was thinking about too when you're talking about communities that we like. Yeah. There is no. There is no precedent set for you. You're the first yeah. you know, little person comedian. Yeah, it's like me and Tanya Lee. That's it. Right, that's and, it. and Tanya's making some. She has more steam in the UK. Yes, or? yes. She's she's more across the pond. I'm 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 kind of top dog over here for dwarf comics. But uh, yeah, so there is nothing. There's there, nothing. There, there, like you can't be like I, I don't have my Richard Pryor. Yeah, I'm gonna be, and this is wow. This is gonna sound real e- egotistical, <laughs> but I'm gonna be a Richard Pryor for another dwarf. Sure. Comic. Some and it's already happened. Some other, some some other uh, some other little people have contacted me on Facebook and be like, "I started doing stand up because I saw you do it because I didn't see any other people that looked like me doing stand up. I didn't think it was possible." Mm. And as and as someone who's a little different, there's nothing better because in every other role that a dwarf has, it's always like some director or writer are putting you in there as uh, the elf, as the as, as the fool mm. in comedy. Your microphone, mm-hmm. you're in control. Your writer, your producer, your director, your actor, you're starring. So that puts me in complete control of the message that's getting out there to the audience. So I can talk about things that piss me off as a little person. I can yeah, talk right, about right, the right. fact that do not f- pick me up after a show because that shit happens, Chris. People pick you up. They want to do it for pictures. They, 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 fans. Yes, they want to just come up to me and be like, "Hey, man, let's do this shit." Like, oh and, my god! And like, uh, we're not reenacting Lion King, bro. We're not Pennsylvania. <laughs> like, we're not doing that shit. But that's brutal. It is. How disrespectful. And I'm like, I'm a 33 year old man. You wouldn't walk up to some 33 year old dude and pick him up. Like, see, but that's that's how crazy people are. Yes, is that like, I would never go up to a stranger and slap you on the back as hard as I can and go, "What's up, man?" Yeah, I get that all the time. Don't. F- Slap me! Don't touch me! I'll knock yeah. you out, dude. Right? Because you, because you, you don't know what's coming after that slap. Well, yeah, it's a response. I've broken two noses in my life. Wow! Because someone picked me up from the from the back. I didn't know who they were. Sure. I don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Are you? Do you, are you my friend? Do you like me? Are you gonna spike me? Right. Like, I don't. I don't know. know. Are you drunk? Yeah. You drop me. Yeah. So he, he he's both times the guy was picking me up and I just 
hurled my head back as hard as I could and just blood everywhere. It was awesome. And the guy's like, I'm going to sue you. I'm like, try it. <laughs> yeah. Sue me. Because I guarantee you when the guy's like, because no one's going to believe that you were standing, I was standing, and I jumped up and headbutted <laughs> you. Yeah, right, That's right, not right. going to happen. Yeah. I'm not a heat-seeking missile with my... Yeah, yeah. With you my, came and touched me first. Yeah, so you that was my defense. Yeah. So, that, so that's what happened. And yeah, if I... If I ever see a wrestler, I've I've run into wrestlers at LAX. You do all the time mm-hmm. or whatever airports. And uh, I run into Booker T. I did not know him, but I'm a huge fan. And I want to say hi to him. But, yeah, I'm not touching. Because, yeah, because slap him or you're going to no. kick him in the shin. Hey, Booker no, T, no. how's it going? No. You know, I don't well, know what kind of response. You when, when, you, when you're talking about Hollywood, and one of the big things that stand-ups do um, as we wind down here yeah. is, you know, you get, you get the sitcom. You get the movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that something that you think about? Because yeah. it's obviously a very right, uh, right, right. certain demo. I'm, I'm, I'm writing. I'm, I'm always pitching stuff. Currently, I'm writing a show that, that would be starring me and, uh, as the lead, but not necessarily a dwarf show. It's just mm-hmm. the lead happens to be a dwarf right, show. Right. You know, if it goes somewhere, great. If not, the best part about being a comedian is that no matter what Hollywood decides, if they cast you or not, uh, by the way, if you if you want to see me in something, I'm in a brand new movie that just came out on Netflix called Little Evil. Hmm. It just came out. It's a horror comedy, and uh, you will see, you will see me. Are in you there. Little Evil? Uh, <laughs> I am Little. <laughs> I'm not necessarily evil, but uh, yeah. So um, you don't have to wait for Hollywood to be like, now you're a star. If you're a comic, you just keep working. Mm-hmm. You, you just keep doing stand up. I'll always have stand up, and I'll always be a stand up because. And you've been in you you you've been in stuff like mm-hmm. there's there's nothing that competes with the live crowd. Of course, nothing. That's no. I mean, so much so that you have a second job where mm-hmm. where you're in front of a live audience where you want that much adrenaline. Right, you get that instant gratification that you exactly. don't get if you're filming a project. No, like because yeah, you you do a line. Is the audience gonna like this? Mm-hmm. I think I think it's funny. I don't know. You know, whereas if if you're doing a a, a move, you know if they liked it. Sure. Right away, yeah. you Tell do the a co- joke and laugh. Yeah, get a laugh. You do play. You play the first four chords of a Fozzy song, yeah. and the place erupts. You're like, oh shit! Like this they, one works. Yeah, yeah. They love this song, and uh, so no matter what happens, uh, I'll always come back to stand up because there's nothing. Is else your that is your crowds that. getting bigger? Yeah, that's great, and and, and taller too. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, they are. Um, I, I'm I'm the, like I'm selling out. I know when your uh, wife saw me. Uh, she saw me on a sold out night at the Tampa Improv, that's great. and that's a big room. Was it room. the Improv? It wasn't yeah, yeah, side splitters. Yeah, it was yeah improv. it's okay. I I I I used to play uh, side splitters. Improv is the bigger room. Yeah, 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 yeah it's, it's a little a bigger. Big but shout out to side splitters. A lot of great. Yeah, we love there. Yeah, good people. Yep. And uh, so yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm a couple markets. I do theaters in Boston. I do a theater here, uh, Southern California. I'll do a small theater. So yeah, it's uh, it's, it's building, going yeah. well. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. my my dream, and this is literally my dream, I want to either. One day, one day, guest host Raw. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. And B, either have a match or a, a spot with either Wee Man or Dinklage. <laughs> I want that shit so bad. Forgot about Wee Man. Oh yeah. Well, and he's the original dwarf wrestler. Yeah, apparently. yeah, yeah. Or not Wrestler, but yeah, like he—he's a stunt man, dude. Yeah, he, he could take. I want to. I I want to do a Mayweather McGregor type pay per view <laughs> fight. And me and we men are boys. We've we've talked about it. Do people confuse you guys? Time. Yeah, because there are some similarities. All yeah. the time, yeah. people, people think I'm we man. Um, not so much Dinklage. He looks a little different than me. But uh, yeah, they they legit. And the 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 craziest part is when they I tell them I'm not, and they they're like fight me. I'm like no no no. 
You're him. Oh yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, because well, yeah, because wrestlers have a look. Well, I, I'm I, sure people I have. had that. Uh, for me, it's it's Bon Jovi, uh, Gordon Ramsay, which is like Gordon maybe Ramsay. Years. What? Like, this was a good one. A lady comes up to the airport. And she's like, uh, I know who you are. Okay. I'm like, okay. She's like, I won't tell anyone. It's like, okay. I'm a big fan of all your movies. Who do you think I'm? Shh, don't worry. It's okay, Mr. Swayze. I'm not going to say where I'm. <laughs> and I'm like, I think he's been dead for like a year. She's like, shh, it's okay. I thought you were Swayze. Convinced that was Patrick Swayze. Listen. death Well, I, I can't remember if it was before death or post death, but Patrick Swayze is a hot dude. So I'll take the Swayze. <laughs> but she was so like, shh, it's okay. You don't have to deny it. I know. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So the, the, the Swayze awesome. thing, you know. Uh, That's did, did, awesome. w- w- a couple last things. Did you ever yeah. watch Life is Short with um, yeah. Warwick Davis? That is yes. so funny. That was, uh, yes, uh, that was him. And uh, that was, was the, Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Stephen Merchant. Yeah. So great. And along those lines of, I love. Uh, Improvised stuff, and yeah. that there's a lot of improv in that. Um, uh, if you want to see me improv, uh, once again on Netflix, it's a movie called Mascots. It's a uh, Christopher Guest. Oh, film. I seen that. Yeah, I'm in that. I, I I do the scene with Fred Willard. Oh yeah, I'm the worm. That's so, right. So yeah, that's me. That so, was yeah. like that's like the, that was the most unheralded of the Christopher Guest yeah, do- yeah, yeah. mockumentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's kind of an unsung yeah, movie. It's, I love it's, 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 it's yeah. great. It was so much fun to work. How with did Fred. you get that gig? Uh, literally, they uh, called me in and they had a bunch of dwarf actors that they that they wanted to try out, and they said they don't give you much. Because it's an improvised audition. It's just a like a scene, like yeah. a, a description. So, yeah. So they told me your character is called the Worm, and I was like, okay. So I started doing lines with them, and then I literally did the Worm dance move with Fred Willard. He's got the part. That's yeah, that, dude. I knew that I knew you from somewhere. <laughs> I I knew it. As, yeah. soon as, as soon as I saw the picture, that's where it's from. Mascots. There it is. How much of a genius is Fred Willard? It, it, all right. Here's the thing. You you've talked to me now for about an hour. You see how high energy I am. Yeah. So when I'm improvising a scene with him, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be my typical self. I'm going to be high energy. Fred was so much over the top <laughs> of me that I had to be like, oh, I'm the straight guy. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, the calm yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, the yeah. deadpan. Let him go nuts. Yeah. And if you watch the scene, that's how, that's how it played out. And uh, the, the scene is he's – I'm a mascot. He's a coach, and he's like – Saying some pretty insulting things to me, uh, like yeah, he, he yeah he said like uh, oh we're, now were you always this small or did something happen like, and then when we're doing the scene it's all improvised no script, I've got these comebacks, and the crew was like how are you like you have jokes that you're coming back with him at I'm like oh, yeah I've heard all of these before <laughs> yeah. this is not improv for me yeah. I've, I've heard these before. <laughs> So yeah, I had that train. So uh, I have to go back and watch it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it it's a fun deal. So uh, yeah, Little Evil, uh, mascots, mascots, and then the podcast called About Last Night and uh, comedy, uh, comedy Showtime. Uh, yeah, uh, BradWilliamsComedy dot com for all my tour dates. I tour like a madman. <laughs> uh, so we'll yeah. list them. We'll list them all before uh, when the show airs. Absolutely, and, and I'm one of those guys. It's kind of like wrestling, where if I'm not in your city, wait two or three months. <laughs> I'll be I'll there. Be there. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. I got a lot of frequent flyer miles. You know you fly a lot when the crew in other airports know you. Oh, yeah. Like when you check in, they're like, all right, oh, Brad, you're hey, back. Brad, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. God, I'm like, oh, God, I fly so much. So, so last question for you. Yeah. What's, what's like, I'm not, it's hard to say. What's your favorite routine that you do? Oh, man. Besides the, okay. uh, besides the, uh, oh, the ones that we spoke to. All right, well, this is a routine I don't really do anymore because I, I had to retire. It was Vintage. In, yeah, it was in the first special. But I would close my show by uh, uh, getting a girl up on stage and giving her a lap dance. 
and there's cartwheels involved. <laughs> there's some stripping involved. Um, it's on YouTube, and so I don't do it really anymore. It rare, but yeah, that was always fun because there was there was some crazy nights where the lap dance went really well. Sometimes. Uh, when I do the cartwheel move, one girl leaned forward and I flat out just kicked her right in the face. I did like a capoeira <laughs> kick or something, and I flat out just cartwheel kicked her in the face. Um, there was one guy. Where was one time where a guy wanted to sue me because he said like you just sexually assaulted my wife, mm. and I'm like, great, sue me. I want this to go to court. All the morning radio shows will pick this up. They'll all be talking about how the guy's suing the midget for giving a lap dance to his wife at a comedy show. Yeah, like, that's yeah. a crazy story. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there was that. And then even in my special when I did it, um, I, I knew I was going to do it, but I didn't know who I was going to pick out. So I'm going around the audience, and I, and, I, and I see this beautiful girl. And I'm like, that. I want to, I want to grind on that woman. <laughs> and uh, I got her on stage, gave her a lap dance. It went really well. I find out later... The girl is uh, Jennifer Sturger. If you don't remember that name, Brett Favre texted her some pictures. <laughs> I know that name, yeah. <laughs> and then she went on like she didn't want to be on like the Maxim Hot 100 or something. I'm like, that, that's who I picked out. Well done for, for the special. <laughs> wow, and it was Just great. Random, yeah. Because yeah. then she went and like she tweeted it out, and like all of her uh, fans that want uh, to do inappropriate things to her, uh, they all watched it like just for that. Then they became fans of mine. So yeah, it, it, it was fantastic. So yeah, that was probably my favorite routine. I'll do it rarely. Like uh, if there's a birthday, uh, f- you can get not? away with it. Yes, if there's right? a, yeah, 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 if, yeah. If there's a bachelorette party, sure. Why not? <laughs> you know, like hell, your 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 fiance is at a strip club right now, getting right. some girl named Cinnamon gr- grinding her crotch on him. You 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 deserve crotch in your face. <laughs> you deserve midget crotch. Yeah. In by the way, uh, midget crotch. I hope. Opens up for Fozzie one time. That's great. That's a great And that other band name that we thought of earlier. (laughs) I can't remember what it was. (laughs) Thanks, dude. Dude, thank you, Chris. Thanks again to Brad Williams. If you haven't seen him do stand-up, you got to get to a show. You'll laugh your uh, little butts off. And, of course, you have the opportunity to see him live twice on Chris Jericho's uh, Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, October 2018. $150. You can uh, hold your cabin, reserve your cabin. Do that now. Go to Chris Jericho Cruise. Dot com And speaking of laughing your arse off, do it every Sunday with Team Tiger Awesome, where you'll be treated to all of their crazy antics, including their hilarious take on the news. This is the news with Team Tiger Awesome. In travel news, my dad said he was coming in at 6 today, but called from the airport to report he caught an earlier flight because he was, quote, at the airport six hours early anyway. No word yet on how drunk he is. This week, the culinary world was shocked as Fuddruckers officially declared their fixin's station was now also a salad bar. Among those moved to tears by this decision, chef and healthy foods advocate Jamie Oliver, the ghost of Julia Childs, and my buddy Chris. And now look at the Parker Market. Jackets make a racket, moving up to five. Faux fur falls to four. No stenches on trenches, holding at three. Slickers slide to second, while puffers get tougher to number one. For more news that is, man, it is it is just not news, listen to the Team Tiger Awesome show every Sunday on the Jericho Network right here on Podcast One. 
That's right. TTA. Crazy. Had a great show this week talking about creating a horror movie right around the Halloween season. Go hit the subscribe button on the Team Tiger Awesome show so you never miss an episode. Go to Apple Podcasts and do uh, do that for all the Jericho Network shows. Subscribe to them. Leave everyone a five-star rating and review while you're there. Team Tiger Awesome every Sunday. Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus. A new on Tuesdays. They got a great uh, tribute to Hawk, Road Warrior Hawk this week. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. I just guessed it on his show last week. We had a great time. The Raven Effect. New episodes every Monday. He's telling the great story about why he quit WCW. So if you want to know a little bit more about WCW in the 90s and how crazy it was and why Raven walked away from big money, you hear all that. And then the flagship show, Keep It at 100 with Conan on Thursdays. It's a reunion of WCW Live with Bob Ryder. Uh, uh, Jeremy Borash, Vince Russo, Conan, uh, great groups of guys there. Beyond the Darkness, bringing the paranormal stories and interviews to you every weekday. Dave Schrader, Tim Dennis are also going to be on the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager, uh, spinning some horrific tales of the paranormal. And Dave's also uh, behind True Crime Tuesdays, going at patreon.com as well. For five bucks a month, you can get a new True Crime episode every Tuesday with no commercials. Sign up now at patreon.com. And if you want to keep up what's happening with Fozzie, uh, on the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. Uh, all those things. Then subscribe to Talk is Jericho. Everything that's happened in my world, you'll hear about it first right here on this show. Speaking of Fozzy, thanks to all of you for coming out to Fozzy across America on Saturday. We did three cities in three time zones. Fort uh, Myers, El Paso, Las Vegas. Each one was better than the last and... Uh, flying on the, on the on the Fozzie private jet, and I'll tell you what, we're not Led Zeppelin, but uh, on Saturday we sure as hell felt like it. So it was a great experience. Judas, the album is out now. Uh, Judas is number one on the Spotify Rock Hard playlist. Uh, still uh, near the top of the charts on iTunes, almost at 10 million views for the uh, video on YouTube, and number nine, number nine, number nine on the rock radio charts this week. So all of that stuff is great, and now we are heading to Europe uh, starting October 27th after we do Aftershock this Sunday. Fozzie meets Ozzy, finally. And then I'm hosting the Loudwire Awards on uh, Tuesday at uh, the Nokia Theater at LA Live. Uh, we're giving awards to Rob Halford, uh, Sammy Hagar, Tony Iommi, Anthrax is playing, Avenged Sevenfold is playing, I'm hosting, it's going to be a crazy, crazy show, and then of course we head to Europe after that, Birmingham, England on October 27th at the O2 Academy, if you live in Birmingham and you're thinking about coming to this show, I saw the updated ticket reports today, the show is going to sell out, it's 10 days from now, it's going to sell out, so don't wait, make sure you go Dublin on the 28th, Belfast on the 29th at Limelight 2, that one's going to sell out, watch out, Chester at the live rooms on Halloween that's going to sell out Manchester at the waterfront London at the Islington Academy that's going to sell out Sheffield Glasgow sold out already sorry guys Newcastle on the 5th then we head over the pond Amsterdam on the 7th Aschaffenburg on the 8th Pratel Switzerland on the 9th uh, we got the, on the 10th we got uh, Trezzo Italy that one's going to sell out 11th in Roncade 12th in Rome that one's the stinker of the tour so far so if you live in Rome and you want to come see the Fozzy a hardcore superstar uh, tour Go buy your tickets now. Every tour has got the one show that doesn't uh, doesn't click. That's it for now. But let's make it a good one anyways. 14th Vienna, 15 Munich, 16 Essen, 17 Hamburg at Grunspan. That's going to sell out. Uh, on the 18th in Genk, we finish the tour in Belgium. That's with hardcore superstar uh, Madame Mayhem, the last band. Go get your tickets and check out all info 
info@fozzyrock.com and come be a part of the Fozzy VIP package, the best VIP you're going to uh, experience. We play a mini concert just for you, doing different sets every night. It's something really, really fun. It's getting over huge here in the states. We're bringing it over to Europe. Fozzyrock.com for all Fozzy tickets and Fozzy VIP packages. All right, thanks to everybody here that's listening. Thanks to all my sponsors to help me do this show for you for twice a week for free. And big thanks to DDP Yoga. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Take advantage of the special sale. DDP is running exclusively for all you Sexy Beast Talk as Jericho listeners. And, of course, go to ziprecruiter.com slash Jericho to post your job for free. Find the employee you want to. Uh, keep listening. Thank you for listening. Keep listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. And coming up this Friday, it's the Loudwire Awards Show special all the tales of the history of the Loudwire Awards that used to be called the Golden God Awards with me and Josh Bernstein, the producers of the show, telling great stories about Joe Perry, Dave Grohl, Ozzy Osbourne, William Shatner, uh, Motley Crue, Gene Simmons, uh, Avenged Sevenfold, Metallica, so much, Andrew WK, wow. <laughs> lots of great stuff on the Loudwire Awards show special coming up this Friday, uh, a few days before the return of the uh, Josh Bernstein, Chris Jericho produced Loudwire Awards. So we'll see you then. It's a great rock and roll, uh, rock and roll story coming up on Friday. And in the meantime and in between time, stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and a big yeah, boy.